Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is a strategist, futurist, and best-selling author. He's the director of Lance Learning Group in Dallas, Texas, Dr. Lance Walnow. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Welcome to our show. And I want to welcome yes. Lance Waldau here. He has been <laughs> described in national news as one of the only people in evangelism to predict accurately Donald Trump's presidency from the moment he began his campaign. Lance Waldau, welcome to our show. Hello, Jim. It's good to see all of you. I haven't seen you in a while. Tell me, you remember the great time we had when you were introducing that book, which was an amazing, I, I don't know, I think we must have shipped millions of them because it, it was a bestseller. And I don't know if you knew that uh, Donald Trump, after the election, called me and thanked us for for helping him win the election. Amen. And I know, <laughs> I know, your book was ordered by the uh, thousands and thousands yeah. of of people. And well, it, you know, what's interesting, Jim, is your show, and it was during. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but it was it was only two months or a month before the election. That's right. right. I put the book out. I put the book out at the last minute. And I, I, I did it because uh, a lot of people told me, don't write the book because if he loses the election, your credibility is shot. So I think I sabotaged myself by waiting to the last minute. And what happened was I let it out in October. Right, and the election's in November. The week that I let it out, I went to Israel because I'm part Jewish and I go down there and teach uh, during the feasts of Israel. And while I'm down there, I get a knock on the door and I'm told, did you hear Donald Trump may have to step out of the election? I said, what? I just released the book like three days ago. And they said uh, the, the Access Hollywood video came out and they did a hit job. It's so serious. There's no way he could recover from it. And I went on my knees in my room, Jim, at the Mount Zion Hotel. And as my forefathers before me, I knelt down and I said, oh, God, my God, how could you let me be deceived? And I'm kvetching, I'm, I'm telling God, how did I ever get in the mess I'm in? And you know, I felt like the Lord said, stop it. He made me stop talking. He said, you're not praying, you're complaining, you're moving in fear, now get up, Put on your phone, I will fill your mouth and talk to your people. Wow. And so I realized I had to, by faith, just go online. And I went on with a live broadcast. I said, I just heard about the Access Hollywood video. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. I, I mean, in the natural, this would do Donald Trump in. Now, I'm sitting there on the balcony over the Kidron Valley of the Mount Zion Hotel talking. And I said, uh, you're probably wondering, why would God let this happen? I'm saying it out loud as I'm thinking it. Why would God let this happen? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I said, God, let it happen. And I just, I believe it was prophetic. I said, God, let this happen so that Donald Trump would be humbled before his promotion. Amen. And I couldn't believe what's coming out of my mouth. I'm doubling <laughs> down on him winning the presidency. When I was trying to do damage control on my book, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't recall a book like a Toyota if it goes bad. So I was yeah. trying to just prepare people for the damage, and I'm prophesying he's going to win. I said, God, let this happen because if Donald Trump was elected president without this process, his pride would say, I have done this. But now he'll know that if he's elected, it could only be God that put him in office because this should do him in. And uh, I, I sent that message out. Now, Jim, when I sent it out, I hit send. I thought maybe I could, you know, kind of at least, at least I felt I said something. Somehow that went viral to 3 million people watched it. Donald Trump was elected by 170,000 evangelical votes in five swing states. Wow. It was 3 million Christians watched it, and out of it, enough showed up and said, you know, I think he might be right. Donald Trump is a Cyrus. God is humbling him in this process. I think I'm going to vote for him because I started getting attacked in the media after that video when Trump got elected. Because when they researched it, people said evangelicals showed up disproportionately and supported Trump. They couldn't understand why Christians would support such a heathen. And the rationale was he is a modern-day Cyrus, because that was the premise of what you and I taught on your show. And so the New York Times and the Rush Limbaugh, then on the air, Jim, he said, I'm researching there's evidently a best-selling book describing Trump's victory as an evangelical phenomena because of the Cyrus legacy that Christians yeah. voted for because he was a, like Cyrus, a foreigner who God sent in for the sake of his people, Trump. And, he, and I'm hearing that on the news, on, on Rush Limbaugh, and I said, it's it, Jim. A few little things like that, your program, my putting out that little book, and then then the Access Hollywood crises actually enabled us yeah. to explain to people, don't freak out, God is in it. And that Amen. 3 million people pushed Trump over by 170,000 votes. Wow. Amen. Amen. That's, and that Donald Trump so acknowledged the fact yes. that our program mm -hmm. put him over the top. He yes, talked to me about 20 minutes, mm -hmm. Lance, on the phone, thanking us for what we did. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, I went extreme. And I, you were extreme. We, I, I, I usually don't get into politics that heavy. Mm -hmm. But I endorsed Donald Trump. It's, it's, yes. it's, I, I mean, I just went over the top doing it. And you, you endorsed <laughs> him. And you, you, you called him. The name of your book. Yeah, God's, God's Chaos, Chaos Candidate, Candidate, a wrecking ball. The wrecking ball. And he still is. I, I mean, I mean, the fact is, look, the shelf life on this story is amazing. It's like, you remember uh, the, <laughs> the Star Wars trilogy? Yeah. Episode one is Star Wars. Then what is what, what happened on uh, January, on November 3rd this year, and January 6th, the Empire Strikes Back. And now we're coming for the Revenge of the Jedi. It's Act 3. Donald Trump is back. It's a wild story. I mean, you. 
This is like something written in Hollywood. He's got 170 years. They're going to lock him up. He's got five different accounts coming against him, four that are serious, and he keeps rising in the polls, and they're, they're freaking out. I, I'll tell you what I honestly believe. We believe the Bible. I believe that like God told Satan when he was dealing with Job, you can touch this, you can touch this, you can touch that, you cannot touch his, his life. And, he, and the devil was given per, per, permission and parameters. I'll say this, I don't trust this government, Jim Baker. I think if they could kill a guy like Donald Trump, they would have. I don't think God is allowing them to do it. I agree. But they're just trying to bankrupt him. They're trying to take everything he's got. They're trying to put him in prison. Right. It's almost like his whole family's under siege, That's right. but he's still moving on because until his assignment is done, the hand of God is on him and he cannot be stopped. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's right. I believe if they can't put him in prison, they will make sure they, they put a, a, what do you call it when you put a hit, a hit on him to yeah. have him killed? Like, uh, an intifada, whatever it is. I believe they want him dead. <laughs> I, I believe they'd do anything. I believe Absolutely. they're panicking oh, sure. right now. What do you think? I, I listen, I, I, I think I think he drives them crazy because he's capable of winning. That's right. He's capable of winning. His is uh, they don't understand the polls. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, he made an interest. I want to say something. He did something very interesting, a little breaking news here. He just announced. He does not want his case in Georgia, yeah. which is being put in front of a jury 90% against him. Wow. He does not want his case taken out of Fulton County where the jury is against him. He could take it to a federal court and he'd have a better chance of having a fair trial. He just waived that. Wow. Do you know why? why? No, why? Because Tell there me. Are no, there, there are no cameras in a federal court he wants this one televised. He's actually going right into the lion's den because he's got right now 64 pages, 1,100, 1100 pages of verified affidavits of expert witnesses bearing witness to the theft of the election. He's going to go over all the evidence of a stolen election in front of a TV camera. Wow. He's calling their bluff. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Wow. When in the Bible, you know, they poured water on the oil, on the wall, all, altar, on the altar. That's right. And uh, and and then poured more barrels on. That's right. And and God won. Amen. Do you believe Trump can win this election? <laughs> My just said yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I and and what really makes this entertaining. <laughs> It's the fact that his enemies think he can win the election, which is driving them crazy. <laughs> it is. They, he's driving them crazy. Completely Because, crazy. you know, the, the Hispanic vote is starting to turn towards him. And by the way, Donald Trump was in Detroit just, uh, you know, last night, recently. And he said this. He said, I think there was a reason. He's talking like a Christian, almost a, prof a prophetic reflection. He said, I believe the election was stolen, but there's a purpose in the pause, he said. The pause between me coming back, because now you see how deep state is really entrenched. You see how evil the system is. The ax is like being laid to the root of the tree. 
the fruit's being exposed, and I believe the pain is going to increase. He said, when you look at the economy, when you look at the open border, when you look at the smash and grab lawlessness in the cities, you're going to have a full four years of this. And by the time we come to the price of gas and the global situation, the pain will be so intense, people will be calling out for us to come back and put us back on track. I think this guy's more prophetic than people give him credit for. Yeah, I agree. Trump said in Detroit that in one year, the automobile industry will be bankrupt if it continues to go the direction it's going. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. And that's, but there you go. He's telling the union workers that are all on strike, he's saying, your problem isn't getting better leverage in Washington That's to squeeze right. more money out of General Motors. Your problem is they're selling you out and putting all your and putting the manufacturing in China. We need to bring the manufacturing yeah. home. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Trump has guts. And but Trump has uh God's anointing on him. Do you I've got to ask you this. How can God give Trump the anointing? He's, I believe he is called of God to be the president of the United States. I believe, well, let's look at King David. King David was not is godly all the time. That's right. But the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. David was loved by God. But David did a lot of bad things. He counted the people when he shouldn't have, and he hey, he, he murdered Uriah the Hittite. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, he had a pretty he had a pretty bad record there, Jim. Is your point? And uh, but what I love about this, <laughs> to your point, let's just quote the Bible, Isaiah forty five verse one. Thus says the Lord to His anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before Him. Cyrus, the Persian, not the Jew, anointed as a heathen. You know, the Bible says that he actually get, he turned his heart over to Yahweh because Daniel, according to the book of Daniel, was in the administration of Cyrus in his first year. And Daniel showed him the prophecy of Isaiah 120 years before he was born. And when Cyrus saw this, according to Josephus, the historian, he, he, he gave his life to God and said, my name was written 120 years before I was born saying I would go into Babylon before Babylon was even a world power. He, he knew God spoke, and that was why he said, you've got to go build your house. Go back and build your church and pray for me because you guys have your act together. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So, so God anointed Cyrus, and I know Trump is, is a problem, Listen, God anointed Winston Churchill. I don't care how you how you yes. deal with it. God anointed Abraham Lincoln. You have yes. to look at it this way. God's people pray. The Bible says, I will raise these Cyrus rulers up for my people's sake. Yes. That's what it says in, 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 in Isaiah 45. For your sake, I'm going to do it, which means we pray, and then the sovereign hand of God reaches over and says, the unlikely vessel I choose is going to be Donald Trump, there's the one. And he, and, and he walked over Mike Huckabee, and he walked over Ben Carson, and he walked over uh, 
Ted Cruz, and and he and he walked over uh, Kasich, and he and he went to that one. He said, "That's the one. It's so like God to pick the unlikely Peter, James, and John that all the rabbis overlooked, and for Jesus to say, "I'll take the fishermen. I think I could do something with them." God chooses unlikely vessels, Jim Baker, but God chose Trump. Yes. Wow. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh. Do you feel like writing another book for this election? You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you and I are going to do it again. I'm <laughs> going to write another book, and I think i got to come on the show with you, and yes. only this time I'll listen to your advice. We're going to get it out before the election, yes. not, the, not, not, not two weeks before. We'll do it in enough time so we can get it out, because we've got to move. We've yes. got the people of God yes. got to move. Why are Christians against Donald Trump? Tell me this, Jim. I, I don't talk about it because I'm afraid I'll get in the flesh. Why are Christians always critical of Cyrus? Why would people be so, what is it about him that's so offensive? Is it his personality? How can you, we're as Christians, if anything, everything, every choice he makes is for our benefit, basically, as much as possible. And wherever he goes off, he comes right back on if he's given the right information. Right. He's not a wicked man. Why do Christians have a problem with Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I agree with Glenn. Uh, yes, you know, I, Jim, you it's know, true. this makes me crazy, right? This is a discussion. I know, you're a crazy woman. I am, because this is a discussion. This, If there's anything that Jim and I talk about at home privately, we talk about this, what you're talking about right now, Lance. Why do Christians hate and, I, we gotta, and get upset about I, Donald Trump? I, get I gotta, over I think you whatever. need to be on, on the show every month <laughs> for the next year. And, and I want you to... I I really believe I, I I don't know why but I believe in Lance Wolnow, yeah. and he and I spent a year trying to elect Donald Trump and I mean we were out open yeah and it was crazy but God used it and I believe God wants to do America I don't believe America has a chance without going with God. I agree. Now, Lance, I have a question for Lance. Lance, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. If I am, you know, we can edit or whatever. But do you know, Lance, do you know um, what the percentages of of Christians, born-again believers, that are registered to vote? Do you know what the percentage is? Yeah, well, I have challenged this statistic because it's been quoted to me, and it's kind of shocking. Okay. The statistics I'm told is that only half of Christians are registered to vote, and of the half that are registered, only half actually vote. So what that means is, of 100% of the Christians, only 50% are qualified to vote, and of the 50%, only 25% vote. It's, so it's, if that's true, yeah, exactly. then uh, we really do have a problem. And, and for all I know, the problem with America is the church, because the church doesn't show up and obey God and do what it's supposed to do. But here's the weird thing. You ready for this? Okay. It's, it would be okay if we voted all in unity. But I have a friend of mine who put millions of dollars, get this, into, he thought he would solve the problem of getting Christians to vote. He put millions of dollars into software that you could go to churches and make it easy for Christians to just register to vote. And what he, what he found <laughs> out was that the registrations went well, good in the churches, but that the Christians cancel themselves out because half would vote for one party, half would vote for the other. At the end of the day, it didn't make a difference. Uh, 
So you not only have to register people to vote, you not only have to get them to vote, but I'm sorry, you have to educate them right. on what yes. it is they're voting That's for. Right. Exactly. I yeah. think we've got to talk That's about so why people think Trump is not a Christian. Now, I happen to know, if, I'm, I'm telling stuff that I only know because I know the people who have led him in the sinner's prayer. I mean, people who have <laughs> literally prayed with him. And I know, Lance, you know people that have prayed with President Trump to accept Christ as Savior. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm laughing because I just hope he doesn't think he has to accept Jesus into his heart several times a year in order to become <laughs> yeah, a Christian. Exactly. I, you, know, you only get born again once, but I can tell you, Dr. Dobson prayed with him, James Robinson prayed with him, Pastor Amaldonado prayed, and those are just three I talked to that said he said yes. the sinner's prayer with me, and he meant it. One thing about Donald Trump, you gotta know, he doesn't do anything or say anything in order to make someone else feel comfortable. Right. He, yeah. he, could, be, he could be a salesman. He could sometimes uh, play a little bit like a, like a salesperson. But when it comes to his opinions on stuff, <clears throat> he won't accept Christ into his heart just to make you happy. Because that's the funny thing about Trump. He does what he wants to do. He's accepted the Lord. I have a father who um, I had said the sinner's prayer three times. And, and I mean, I thought he meant it the second time. I felt the anointing. He said he felt fire, heat all over him. But I didn't really see the fruit that I was looking for, Jim. Third time, I share the gospel again. He prays a third time. And I said to him on the phone, I said, Dad, did you mean it? And he said to me, the World War II vet that he is, I'm sorry, if I, you know, I have to bleep this out. I don't know how, how uh, Pentecostal you guys are. But he says to me, <laughs> I wouldn't have prayed it if I did not mean it. <laughs> he's cussing at me while he's, while he's celebrating his salvation. And you know what the Lord told me? The Lord reminded me of that young child Elisha stretched himself on for resurrection life, and he sneezes. It may not be the most elegant expression of life, but it's a sign of life. And my dad, even cussing, it was he was basically saying, I meant it. He like a lot like yes. Donald Trump. If I wouldn't have prayed it if I didn't mean it, what are you questioning me for? I'm now Jesus is in my heart, right? So Trump is prayed. Three times that I know of to accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we know I'm, a I'm sure more. one of them yes. stuck. <laughs> yeah, at least one of them stuck. That's right. And if David can be a man after God's own heart, then Trump can be called of God. Yes. And besides that, you know the number one criticism of him? Listen, I've got, I'm reading it because like, people send it to me. The number one criticism of him by Christians, mind you, right. is... He doesn't admit it when he's made a mistake. He doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge when he's made a mistake. That's what they say. They say he's insufferably narcissistic. He won't admit it. But I know Trump. Here's the thing that surprises me. I know the man. I've been with him. Mm -hmm. He knows in private what went wrong, but he, his philosophy of winning means that he doesn't tell people in public that was wrong, I made a mistake. He goes around it because he likes the brand that he has to be the winner brand. But in private, he knows when he screws up. He realizes the mistakes. He he's not, you don't get where he at, is at, at the top of a media mountain, a political mountain, and a billionaire mountain in New York 
without having critical thinking skills regarding learning from mistakes. He just doesn't like to acknowledge them in public. That's right. Yeah. Well, I know preachers that are like that, and you do too. We know preachers that can have tears streaming down their eyes as they as they repent for stuff. And basically, it's a performance. They don't mean it. Trump, on the other hand, totally means it when he says, uh, you know, uh, I don't think I did anything there that was wrong. But in private, he knows that was a stupid thing to do. And he even talks, I, I noticed something he said. He said, I caution my son, Donnie. He says, sometimes I read what he writes, and I send him a note in private. Tone it down, son. Tone it down. You're getting a little hot. See, Trump sees when 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 the rhetoric is getting off the rails. He's very intentional about what he does. He's not emotional. Very intentional. I love that. Do you, do you feel like he's going to be president again? I, I mean, that's a bright, I'm, a tough question to ask. It's, it's it, you know, if, so if I say it, it'll be on right wing watch, the Daily Beast, the, and, and then I'll get lumped with all the prophets, that are, and then they'll go, they'll go after me. Here's what I'm going to say. Jim, I'm actually feeling optimistic. And I haven't felt that up until about a few weeks ago. Yeah. I had this anxiety gripping my chest. Yes. Oh, God, is yes. America gone? I believe right. we're under judgment. Yes, is we this going to be another judgment? And I felt the Lord said, stop it. I'm in control. And uh, what, what, what I sense is that God is going to give us the miracle of an extension of grace but the left is going to freak out. I mean, if you thought you saw activity in the streets, 200 street riots were on speed dial. I don't know if you remember this. Molly Ball, a writer for the Times Magazine, after the election said, there was a conspiracy of the tech media people, the intelligence community, the liberal funders and activist organizations. They were on speed dial to start rioting and making noise in the streets if Trump looked like he was going to get the election instead of Biden. And they called it off. She had the hubris to write it in Time Magazine, and Time Magazine had the dumbness to print it. They flat out told us that this, this, this riots are all, are all kabuki theater funded in order to create a media message. I think they're going to melt down when Trump comes back in. But I, I honestly believe God may give us this extension of grace. And James Baker, I'm going to tell you why, Jim. I was in Israel last week preaching to 150 nations from Africa, from India, from China, and, and I could see as I was ministering to them, they're worried about America because they know America represents at least the symbol of stability that keeps them from a measure of unrestrained persecution. They're praying for us. They're praying for Trump because they know how their governments are restrained. Yeah. Do you remember when Donald Trump went to the United Nations? Everyone forgets this. I reminded them at the Knesset. I spoke to Knesset members when I was down there. I said, let me tell you the best point you've ever had is the evangelical community in the United States and Donald Trump as a president. He went to the UN and he said to all the world rulers, I can't believe when I read that there's like a million martyrs a year of Christians, I told my staff, check this out. Is that number right? Mike Pompeo came back and said, yes, that number's right, Mr. President. And Trump is addressing the United Nations. He said, I can't believe that in a modern world like this, Christians are being martyred around the world. There's something, he starts rebuking the nations. All of them are sitting, China's sitting there, the UK, you know, North Korea's sitting there. And he's calling them out, basically saying, 
Can you believe that people are still being killed for their religious beliefs? I was shocked. He didn't talk about climate as the number one threat. He talked about the persecution of Jews and Christians and anyone of faith, but he pointed out Christians specifically. That was the day the Democrats started the impeachment proceeding. The devil killed that story with an impeachment over the Ukraine call. But I'm telling you, I believe when I was in Jerusalem this time, I told him, I said, you've never had a friend like Trump who'll go to the UN and call out persecution of Christians. What a weird and beautiful moment of history that was, nobody talks about. I said, I believe God's gonna give us freedom for one reason, not, not for America's sake, but for the world's sake, Jim, for the sake of these nations. I believe the greatest harvest that the world has ever seen is upon us. I believe there's a harvest of sheep and goat nations. I believe that God's people need the next 48 months after this election to move vigorously throughout the world with the gospel being preached for a great end time harvest to come in. Because I do not know what the, what the ultimate future for the United States is. I will pray optimistically. I will confess with strength. But I mean, I wasn't even sure if we could even recover the reins of government and keep our country from a Marxist takedown. But the Lord began to put in my heart that he is raising up something which is going to be the third act, the, 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 you know, the, the revenge of the Jedi. We're coming back. Trump's coming back. And God's going to do it in order to restrain the nations for a window for the gospel to go forth. And I know you will go forth with that window, preaching vigorously because uh, we have but a short time. Amen. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful, Lance. I, wow. I, I agree it, with you. A hundred percent. I, you know, and I'm not a hundred percent usually with anybody, but uh, yeah. Uh, and you're crazy. I mean, you know, forgive me. You, you are the crazy man in the world today, because you're crazy in a good way. It's not that, it's not that you're crazy. It's just that you're out on the edge. You're biblical. You're in yeah. the. You're doing biblical things and taking biblical stands. And 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 our president, Donald Trump, who's been our president, who's God wants to put him in. He, he he put his hand on him. And I believe God's people are going to have to understand God picks people we don't always understand. That's right. But God has picked Donald Trump because he has the guts, if I can put it that way, to stand up. And he really believes on the position of the Bible. And I'm, I'm going to ask you to help me. What's going on? Donald Trump is being persecuted and prosecuted four times. He's now exactly. indicted. Isn't that right, Mondo? That's correct. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's facing 700 years in prison. Now, I can't think of anything that he's done, no matter if you think of the worst of what they accuse him of, that even demands prison. This is how evil our country has become. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to ask you some really difficult questions, Lance. I, I, I know I'm going off script, but I'm, I, I, I just, we, I've got to get this thing straight straight that God's people understand this man is indicted and going to court and through the whole 
2024 election period, he's going to be in court, basically. Absolutely. He's in court, and every day he faces the reality that they want to put him in prison. They want to put him in leg irons. Yeah. They want to bankrupt his family, too. Right. And they will... what they did in New York with the latest decision in New York with a Democrat judge, who, by the way, should have taken the case of Trump's uh, supposed um, uh, inflated valuation of his assets. He should have put it in a different division. There's a different part of the court system that can evaluate that. This judge is not qualified for that. But he wanted to get Trump. And so since they wanted to get Trump, they went after him. But here's the reality of the situation. $250 million is the bottom line evaluation. They could take it up to $600 billion. Remove all of his business licenses from operation in New York City, which would bankrupt him because all of his Trump enterprises are operating primarily out of his offices in New York. They want to punish him and destroy his children who have their inheritance in these businesses. Uh, they want to bankrupt him, destroy his family, lock him up. That's how deranged they are in their hatred of Trump, which is demonic and spiritual in nature. But here's the reality. Every, every bank that loaned Trump money went through the paperwork and had to do an evaluation of the value he put upon his assets. And they thought it was a fair value. In other words, there's some kind of subjective uh, reading into this where this is why they wanted the tax records when he ran the first time. They wanted to play this play and, and say, he's a fraud before he could get into office. Then he did so well in office. Now they're just trying to say, well, he's still a fraud. We'll lock him up for it and bankrupt him. The truth of the matter is the banks approved every transaction because they thought there was the saving. They, they saw the valuation that Trump had because Trump believes his brand has equity. He's reading his brand value. Brand value is hard to evaluate. It's an additional dimension. If you have the word Mercedes-Benz on a product, it has a brand value. If I have a hairdryer by Rolls-Royce, it's got an inflated value. We don't know what it is, but maybe I can charge twice as much. I remember when Trump was running and Forbes magazine came out and they thought they were going to embarrass him with his riches, like they did to Mitt Romney. They said, Mitt Romney, you have $60 million. Oh, he was embarrassed. He said, not really, not really. They said, Donald Trump's filthy, rich politician, businessman. He's got $4 billion. Donald Trump right away fired back. He said, Forbes is trying to do a hit job on me. They're lying. I have much more money than that. He said, I've got at least seven to $10 billion that they're not talking about because of my brand. The Trump brand itself is billions of dollars. So he sees his brand as having an additional value. And that's his, that's, and the banks accepted it is the point. But the, the uh, district attorney, the DA ran in New York on the, on the platform that she was going to get Trump. It didn't matter what his crime was. She'd find the crime. That's Stalin. Show me the man, and I'll find the crime. That's what she ran on, and she pulled it off. I think the American people, when they're educated on this, like you are in the conversation right now with me, I don't think they're going to be neutral about this. I heard that the valuation that he had, 
on Mar-a-Lago was, was probably a third of what it's really valued. There, it's oceanfront property. And I oceanfront had, property? Have you been there? It's, it's like the Taj Mahal. There's a clump of trees, one-fifth the size of the property of Mar-a-Lago next door to Donald Trump that is valued at nearly $100 million. Ah. Just a, a third of the property. Donald Trump's entire Mar-a-Lago was valued at $19 million. What does it tell you? On a clump of trees, one-third... By the way, the value of that was based on being close to Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, right. the brand equity. Yeah. So I promise you, his property's worth, you know, uh, you know, $200 million, not $19 million. But this is what he... And he's just putting it out there. What amazes me is how people can criticize the guy when, I don't know if I could take that, Jim. I think about this. How much, unless God's grace is on you, how do you handle that level of injustice and public scrutiny and, and ripoff and enemies celebrating it and then going to the next trial to try to get you there? Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree with Lance. I'm, and we talk about this all the time, Jim. Like, you talk about it all the time. How, how can this man take much more? How can his family take much more? How can his children? I don't care what anyone says. Look at his children. They seem, they seem pretty good to me. I don't know if they know the Lord or not. They seem pretty good. They seem pretty like they're, they've done well raising their children. I mean, there's really, really, so, it's so demonic. It's so diabolical that, I mean, it makes us crazy. Seriously, Lance, we just need to call you sometime and talk to you when we're just having these rages, you know, at the house. But, but Jim, isn't this, these are the things that we, we, we talk about all the time, right? And we're praying. We pray, and I pray that you are all praying for this man. Like you just said, um, Lance, there has to be such a grace on him to be able to take all the, these hits all across the board, and then you touch the family on top of it? Wow. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go on to the president. A host on the Fox Business Channel said it seemed every time a piece of evidence is found on the alleged Biden family corruption, there's a news story about Trump. Why do you think they're, they're every, are they trying to cover up I know they're lying. I've watched. I've watched the, the 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 trials, and the left is lying all the time. They stand. They lie. They start. The, they start the trial with the lies. And I, I well, know here. that that Trump is facing lies. It's like well, uh, evil. You're absolutely, you're here, and and here, here's the thought. You have the DNC, the Democrat National, you know, the party. You have the DNC, but then you have working for the DNC is the Department of Justice and the FBI. Now, the Department of Justice is supposed to be neutral, and the FBI is supposed to be neutral. The FBI is working with the Department of Justice in search of crimes and attempting to cover up crimes that expose Biden. Now, the information is so uh, obvious that, remember, we had 50 leaders of the intelligence community, 50, uh, what do they call them, spooks, 50 CIA directors and top-level agents who all signed a document verifying that the laptop was 
most likely fraudulent and from Russia, only to find out that the laptop had nothing to do with Russia. How could 50 CIA top people have access to the crack pipes, the porn, and all the business transactions and the money trails and all the emails and not know that this looks like poor hunter, man, poor kids on drugs. He left that behind. Is there's no way is this is yep, this is definitely his and it's definitely him on those videos. You don't think they knew that? They lied to the American people without consequence. All of them still have their jobs, they're getting their funds, they have top security clearance still. They are still advising the uh, the intelligence community and they're working to figure out a new way to destroy Donald Trump. I think there'll be a populist movement, a raising up of a, of a populist backlash at, if they pursue Trump. And remember this, Jim, they're wicked enough to want to put Trump behind bars if they could do it just to provoke violence amongst his exasperated followers so that they could spin around with the media they've got in their pocket and the FBI and say, Donald Trump's violent insurrectionist extremist movement strikes again. The problem is, and this is a problem they have, they couldn't arrest Jesus at day for fear of the crowd, lest there be a riot. What they do, they have to do in the dark. And God isn't letting it stay in the dark. He's shining a light on it. So there's no night where they can really arrest Jesus in this situation. And unless somebody accused me of Trump idolatry, likening Trump to Jesus, there's no way the devil will be able to orchestrate um, a, a hit on Trump that will not be exposed by God because we already know the FBI and the CIA and the DOJ are all in bed with each other at the deep state level to get rid of private citizen Trump. What the American Christians need to understand is something, once again, Rush Limbaugh, my mentor, taught. He said, they're going to send a message to anyone like Trump in the future, the uniparty. It's not just the Democrats. You don't hear any Republicans standing up for Trump. You're not hearing any of these debate people standing up and saying what they're doing is wicked and illegal. No, they're not. You know why? It's one big party up there. It's kind of like one group. And, uh, and Rush said this. He said the message they must send is we will destroy any citizen that dares interrupt the boys' club. We've got wars to fight. We've got the military-industrial complex giving us trillions of dollars of cash flow. We've got the pharmaceutical industry, which is bigger than the military industry. We're going to vax to the max, baby. And you're not going to interfere with our business. It's like the mafia. And Trump came into the middle of it and said, why are you doing that? That doesn't help the auto workers. Why are you doing that? That's not helping the average American. Why is that border open down there? That's bringing in the wrong people. He was looking out for us. And that was inexcusable. That's why they have to get rid of him. Uh, How deep is the deep state? How deep do you think the corruption of our government is? Is it so bad that if if somebody like Trump doesn't take over, we can can will it fall apart because of a corruption inside? I would say I would say we could be reasonably optimistic in this sense. The real takeover of the deep state by the Marxist progressive ideologues accelerated under Obama. 
It began its slow walk under, under Bush as a globalist, but it accelerated under Obama so that the tops of the military, for instance, they're all woke. The guys they're promoting now are for diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is code language for Marxist redistribution of opportunity to, uh, to people that vote our way. So I would say the top 20% of the institutional hierarchies needs to be purged. I think that as you go down lower, you still have people that have a, you know that may be uh, less corrupted. Remember, we always have whistleblowers. The reason why we got Biden cooking right now is because we got whistleblowers in the IRS. We had 10 that showed up in the FBI. They all got fired. Nobody's talking about them. We had 10 courageous whistleblowers. We've got our people. Don't forget, if Trump is getting votes like 80 to 100 million people, that includes people in Washington that are working there. <clears throat> they just got to be really careful because they're like saints in Caesar's household. They can't quite identify themselves. But these whistleblowers are feeding information all the time to Dan Bongino and Glenn Beck, and, 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 and they, they, they get their messages to me and other people. So we know they're there. I think the top 20%'s got to be got to be eradicated. And then you could start to repopulate at the top. You have to have loyal people. Trump knows who the loyal ones are. Right. Last time he listened to yeah. Reince Priebus, he shouldn't have listened to Reince. He's the one that put yeah. Christopher Ray and all these other guys in, along with Chris Christie. Yes. He listened to he listened to the wrong people. Yes, he did. He knows better now. He knows better now. Yeah. He actually said he knows better. He 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 acknowledged those mistakes that he made. Wow. Powerful, Lance. This is Lance, excellent. It, we, we're gonna, you're going to be back on our next show. So I, I want to ask people to offer, order your offer that we're making today mm -hmm. from your ministry, the in-game video, the, the Seven Mountains. Yes. Can you tell us about those two products Absol that people absolutely, will get my friend. Today? They're gonna, because the, they can get them directly the from your company. Through our ministry, because you're one of the yes, affiliates. affiliates now, and we want people to be able to know they're ordering direct from your supplies at your corporation, and you're shipping it right out to That's them. Right. If you order it today, they're going to get it in a few days. That's, That's right. right. Absolutely. Nothing could be better than getting this, what we call the end time shaking bundle, because the end game is what's happening in Washington right now. God is the one who is the potter. We are the clay. And you see this picture of Washington and the Capitol. God's molding what's happening in the United States through applied pressure, going through the cycles. Even in our judgment, I believe it's a judgment that is for redemption, not for destruction. There's a different, different kinds of judgment. There's divine discipline is meant to wake, make the prodigal wake up. Divine destruction is when God's already given the sentence. God has given a sentence on America continuing in its depravity, but he has not given a sentence for the destruction of America. He is calling us to redeem the nation and fight for it. So this is the end time game plan. I'm, you're hearing me talk about it. The game plan about how we're going to be able to come back. And it goes along with the seven mountains, which is the rise and fall of nations. Because Jim, there's three judgments that we, that we teach in the Bible. The judgment of believers, which is for reward. That's called the judgment seat of Christ. There's the judgment of the non-believer who's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's called the great white throne. But then Jesus taught in, in Matthew like 24 and 25 
that there is when the Son of Man returns, he sits on his glorious throne, that's a third throne, and he judges the nations. He's going to judge them at the end of the tribulation as sheep or goat nations. The sheep nations were not actively participating in the, in the molestation and persecution of Jesus's people. That's, that'll be, they, they, were not, they were not sympathetic with the destruction of Jews or Christians. The sheep nations are the ones that are going to be given sheep nation status based on how they treated his people during the period of great trial. And uh, the goat nations were going to be judged at that point in time. So there's a third judgment most people miss, the judgment of nations. I believe sheep nations are rising. And we are so defeatist. All we do is talk about the Antichrist and the rapture. I'm telling you, we're going to have those years. I believe the Trump years are going to be for the rising of nations that are going to be the sheep nations harvest of nations that are going to come in, and then the rapture is going to be happening after that. So it's the theology of optimistic purpose for the end times rather than hopelessness and escape. Yes, amen. Order these DVDs right now because you need all the encouragement you can get. And the Seven Mountains and the End Games uh, uh, DVDs are going to come to your home, and, and those two major, major sets of teaching from Dr. Lance Wolnow. And this man has uh, an ear to what God is saying. And I want you to listen to what he is saying and what he's writing. Go to our website, jenbakershow.com right now, and you can see the affiliate page. Yes, that's right. The affiliate page with Lance Wallnow. And when you order this, this is the end game shaking offer. You're going to receive the Seven Mountains, which is a four DVD set. And then you're going to receive two two CDs of the end game. That's two audio CDs are included there. All in this entire offer. This is a DVD and CD offer for $44.97. When you go to the website, jimbakershow.com, you're going to see Lance Lance's ministry there, and you'll be able to order directly from his ministry, and the orders will be shipped directly to your home. So they're coming out right away to you, and this is up-to-date teaching that you need right now. Uh, Lance, you recently, in one of your shows, you said that uh, Biden was a losable candidate. What did you mean by that? Well, what I, what I meant by that is that I almost, this sounds weird, but you know, the evidence of his son having 20 shell corporations just recently, the $215,000 wire transfer directly to dad's house from the Communist Party from China. I mean, the information is coming out so clearly. My concern is I... Everybody wants to see him impeached because of the frustration of us. You know, we feel like the election was fraudulently taken. And But I really think that that's not the best strategy. I think the Senate, unless they come up with really superior uh, evidence in their presenting, the Senate with Mitch McConnell and, uh, you know, I don't think those guys are actually going to impeach uh, Biden but I think he'll be so damaged. The average 40-year-old, 35-year-old and younger will not vote for him because they're very aware of the fact he's like Feinstein. He doesn't have the ability to function. 
So he's unelectable. I mean, he's he is probably a, the best candidate to lose of all the Democrats. And I think the Democrats know it. I think they want, in a sense, for him to step aside. That's why you see Gavin Newsom suddenly popping up all over the place, because he's the darling that they have already done their polling. They think he's got the uh, the telegenic ability, the the uh, the uh, the ability to articulate like Obama. They think he's electable, so they don't want Biden. But I'm saying Biden will lose if he runs. Another reason why I'm optimistic about the future uh, is that I don't think that Biden can be reelected, and uh, he, he won't last if reelected. So, so we're living in a time. That's why I said it, Jim, because. He's uh, he's the perfect person to be up against. I'm not really happy to see him leave. Who do you think the Democrats may want to put in? Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom. Just dream. There's their dream ticket. Oh, imagine if they got Barack and Michelle. He's the first man instead of the first lady. We got her running at the top of the ticket with Gavin Newsom. Or how about Newsom on the top and Michelle as his VP? Oh, they love that male-female dynamic. It'll be perfect gender, perfect uh, minority uh, status. It's woo-woo. You can almost ha- feel the, the Oprah excitement over that ticket coming up. And then and what and, and then, then you got grumpy Donald Trump with his, you know, with his negatives kind of baked in with five indictments, the criminal who needs to be behind bars with the insurrectionist movement, and they're gonna call us white Christian nationalists, extremists, and Nazis. And so it's going to be, it's really going to be an interesting show. So I would simply say, who would I really not want to have to see teamed up? I'd say Newsom and Michelle Obama. And if I can think that way, they could think that way. That's right. That's exactly oh, right. Oh, boy. Boy, that's scary. It's scary in a million, uh, <laughs> on, on so many levels. Oh, Just boy. the fact that we do yeah. not want our country to become California. I'm sorry to say, I love California. This is, Jim and I met Mary there. You were raised there. I basically was raised there, Southern California. But California is a mess, We cannot allow it. We just can't. Can we, Lance? We cannot allow. We can't allow it. What are we going to do? God, we need. We can't let let it happen. We can't let it happen, Lance. It's not going to happen. We simply can't. I love that we can't. We simply won't let, we are not going to let that happen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, how? No, it's, uh, you know, listen, Gavin Newsom, Wow. Is so bad. So bad. That uh, this is the guy that wanted to lock up Christians during COVID if they met in each other's house and sang together and prayed together. This is a guy that wanted to lock up pastors and fine them $1,000 a day for their church members if they went to church. This is the, exactly the kind of antichrist, liberal, crazy Justin Trudeau with hair gel you do not want in the Oval Office. Um, that's exactly why he's dangerous. But uh, I think he's got a lot of, uh, once once our side gets educated as to who he is and what he'll do, um, but he's very slick. You know, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And I'm sorry, in today's superficial media glitzy world, he'll market himself really well and he'll cover up, every, he'll say all the right stuff as an angel of light. Uh, but his policies are already there. You know, he's he's supporting legislation that uh, basically almost comes right up to taking your child out of your home if you resist transgender indoctrination. Uh, he just he looked he did, he did polling on it, realized he couldn't sign off on it, but he came almost an inch an inch close to uh, signing up on it. And he hasn't stopped the bills in California to say eighteen year old men can now solicit fourteen year old boys for sex, and it's legal. So in a state where you have that kind of legislative um, uh, you know uh, 
success applauded by a governor, uh, you can imagine what, how that's going to play in America. Frankly, America's pushing back on that right now. The, the conservative moment is actually showing up at the school level. The biggest pushback the devil has is in the school system because the devil made the mistake of going after the children and stirred up all the mama bears. Right. Now the mamas are waking up. That's and I guarantee right. there's a mama right. bear movement. It's going, to be the, it's going to be the biggest regret the devil has that he went for the children because God's raising up the mothers yes. and Amen. they're roaring right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, our time's gone for today. We were really happy to have Dr. Lance Walnow yes. with us. Yes, thank you, and Lance. And he's going to be back for another show. So I hope that you'll be watching every day. And uh, we appreciate Dr. Lance Walnow. And do what he's saying is let's get the vote uh, out. Let's vote for a conservative president. Let me, let me say this. Here, here's, here's how I put it. Because I have a lot of people that don't like Trump. Yeah. You know that. My problem is a lot of Christians don't like him. So right. I said, all right, stop. Here's how Christians choose how to vote. I could say this as a nonprofit and never get in trouble. You start by having a clear idea of what the Bible's values are. Then you look at what policies should come from Bible values. Then you look at what party has a platform with those policies. It's principles that are biblical, policies that are, that are God-honoring, like gender and stuff like that, and then platform that puts it together. On top of that is a personality. It's a person. You don't vote for the person. You vote platform, policy, and principles. Because this guy could die in office to be carted out, but the party's platform is what they're going to implement. So don't get focused on the personality of Trump or the personality of Biden. Focus on the principles, the policies, and the platform because they are going to destroy America or bless America based on their alignment with biblical values. Vote your values, not personality. Amen. That's right. Just like we say, vote your faith. Right. Yeah. God loves you. We have to go. Bye for today. Thank Lance Walnow for being with us. God bless you. He really loves you. Bye-bye. We love you. We want to thank you for your prayers and support. We would not be able to be here without you. 